Hi everyone, and welcome to The Greener Side, a podcast about moving to and living in another part of the world. In this show, we talk to and with people who have emigrated and are studying or working outside of the Philippines. I'm Kring Laxon, and I am your host for this show. From Dubai, we move to the great white north, Canada. Who doesn't want to go to Canada? It is pretty much number one in terms of quality of life and social purpose. For many of us, it is the dream destination. Today's guest has pursued his dream of going to Canada, traveling to the country this January 2021 under a student visa. I consider him a special guest, but that's only because he's my brother. So everyone, let's give a warm welcome to Brian Laxon. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ate. Before we begin, could you tell us a bit about yourself? A little bit about myself? Well, I am 24 years old and I am new here in Canada. And what else? I like Netflix, I like food, and I like reading books and staying intelligent. Not really, wow. that, but that's about it. I'm surprised about the intelligent part. <laughs> So, Brian, the reason why I wanted to interview you is because your experience with moving there is still very fresh. And I think that would interest our listeners because the application process that you had would still be applicable to this day. So could you tell us what visa did you apply for? So the visa I applied for is a co-op visa. So it's basically a student visa. And uh, once you get a student visa, I think it will also come with a work visa because that's uh, in my case, it's like a two in one package, I think. Okay, so anybody who applies for the student visa can apply for the work visa? Yes, exactly. Because if you're a student here, you can work part-time for uh, part-time 20 hours a week. Oh, okay. So you mean that your student visa allows you to work part-time for 20 hours a week, not necessarily that you could apply automatically for a work visa once that student visa expires? Yes. Okay, that's clearer. So, could you tell me what the backstory of your visa is? Oh, it's a pretty funny story, actually. So, it was during COVID. I just got retrenched from Jollibee. I worked there for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And now I was there unemployed. And then my mom was like, Brian, I was like, okay, mom. And then she was like... <laughs> Do you want to study there for one year and then work for uh, another year? So that's a total of two years. I'm like, okay, sure. And then she was like, you know what? Study for two years and then work for three years. That's a total of five years. So I'm guessing she didn't really want me to stay at home. Oh, wow. That sounds like <laughs> a very familiar story. That is actually what our parents told me as well, yes. which is why I'm here in New Zealand. So I'm Brian. <laughs> So you tell me that the option is to either study one year and work one year or study two years and work three years. 
Why are those the number of, of years? Is there a conditioning wherein if you study one year, you only get one year of work? And if you study two years, you get three years of work? Yes, exactly that. I am not sure how they got three years of work if you studied only two years. But um, yeah, that's that's how it works. And then if you study one year, you only get one year also of work. Uh, you're o- only allowed to work one more year. All right. So what documents did you need to get that student visa underway? Okay, so first of all, I needed to provide my passport, resume, college diploma, transcript of records, and bank documents. And for the admission, for the visa application, I mean, uh, I need either an IELTS result or a school certificate showing English as a medium of instruction during college and high school. And then I'm going to need the birth certificate, marriage certificate, if I have one, um, NBI clearance, and in my case, an FBI clearance because I work in America for one year, a certificate of employment, resume, reference letters personal statement. It is uh, stating goals, why it is necessary to study abroad, a couple of passport size photos and two by two photos, and visa fees, of course, and bank documents. So that's that's some of it, Mm -hmm. the requirements. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that you needed the IELTS to prove that you speak in English. Is there a way to forego that requirement? So it actually depends on the school. In my case, Centennial College didn't require me to have an IELTS and my certificate of English as a medium of instruction was enough. Oh, okay. So not all universities there require an IELTS from their students. Yes, but uh, you better make sure to double check on the school because some some still do. I think our cousin Ryan, right? I think he took IELTS for Niagara College. Uh Uh-huh. And you mentioned reference letters. What are these reference letters? So it could come from your professors during college or your previous employers. In my case, I asked for one reference letter from my professor back in college and another from my manager back in California. And it says here, I only need two. So, well, the more the merrier, I guess. So these reference letters are just to prove that you have good character? I guess so. It's like, uh, think of it as recommendation letter. Okay, in the bank documents, you needed that to show Canada that you had enough funds? Yes, to prove that you can fund your stay there and you will survive. Yeah. Do you remember how much you needed in the bank to prove that? Yes, I have it right here. So it says here, bank statements should reflect at least six months of of transaction and funds should be matured on the account for four months or 120 days. Computation should be 10,000 Canadian dollars as maintenance maintenance funds plus the remaining course fee like the tuition fee and $1,500 for cost of travel. So All right. that's like half a million? No, no, no. Pesos. Half a million plus tuition. Half a million pesos plus tuition. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of money. So that money has to be in your bank and it has to have been there for four months. Uh-huh. So if you don't have that amount, you could apply for scholarships, which would include a stipend. And if you do get those scholarships, those documents would be provided for as well as that financial assistance. So there is always that option. We just need to research what scholarships exactly they are. Mm -hmm. 
So, Brian, how long did this whole process take you? It was surprisingly fast. Everyone was everyone was shocked in my case. I applied for the visa of, I think, July, July 2020. And it took me five months. Uh, by December, I was already here in Canada. So that's like five months. Oh, that is fast. So you got your visa on the same month that you left for Canada? No, I actually waited for one more month. So I got my visa four months, four months uh, after I applied for it. And um, in other people's cases, though, they waited for a year, some even two years. So I guess I was just, I don't know, I'm really lucky. <laughs> Wait, two years? Ang haba naman yan. Yeah, no, seriously. Some people waited for two years based on uh, this Facebook group uh, um, for international students. Some really waited for a long time. Well, they waited for two years because of COVID. Everything was closed and that's why the process took a little longer. That's about it. Oh, and for people who want to know more about studying in Canada, do they just like Google Immigration Canada? You know what? Uh, I think it's IRCC Canada. Hold on. Yes, it's uh, Canada.ca and it's under Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada, IRCC. So IRCC. Yes, and it's in Canada.ca. All right. So for anybody who wants to study in Canada, you could check out that website. So Brian, what is your advice for people who do want to study there? Okay, uh, my advice? Well, make sure that you are you are not easily homesick because, you know, life is really hard here. You get you barely see any of your family. In my case, um, I'm the only one here and my cousin, but my cousin is in Niagara, so I don't really see him. And sometimes, yeah, I do get a little homesick, but, you know, you just gotta be tough. <laughs> yeah. And what else? Well, since you're just a student, you don't have to be in jobs you don't have to be picky don't be picky at all because as long as it pays the bills it's going to be fine in my case this is the first time i've ever cleaned the bathroom i was like <laughs> okay this pays the bills i gotta wash this toilet make it spotless i didn't i didn't study four years in usd for this but okay <laughs> oh same experience and yeah, and then just save, save, save. It's really important to, you know, have your insurance and have s some money saved up. Well, that's common sense. And because in my case, you know, paycheck, paycheck living, it's really hard, but well, you got to do what you got to do and just hope for the best. Oh, same experience for me. I was initially super picky about which jobs I wanted to take. But, and I think this applies to you too, they want someone who already has that experience of working locally. So I couldn't be picky either. I had to take out garbage. Uh, hindi naman clean the toilets, pero mop the floors, serve customers, ganon. I'd rather mop the floors than clean the toilets. Uh. <laughs> uh oh So with your visa comes 20 hours of part-time work. So I guess you work in um, retail, is it? For hospitality? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the food industry, so I work at Tim Hortons, right? 
Mm-hmm. You're new to Canada in Toronto. Could you tell me what your first impressions are? First impressions, of course. I arrived during winter, so it was very cold. It was very cold. I was freezing, and then they were telling me this winter is nothing, eh? It's, <laughs> it's very Canadian, you know what I'm talking about. And then during quarantine, don't do what I did, but during quarantine, I'm supposed to be staying in my room, but I can't. I, I went out, and that's a why. FBI is watching. Well, anyway, I don't know. They just wanted to go out. They wanted to tour me, even though I was in quarantine. They were re- the people here are very hospitable. And the first thing I noticed was the parks. There was a lot of parks. I really love the parks and the transport system. It is very, very efficient. It's everywhere, you know. You will travel for long distances, and then you don't have to worry about oh, what do I take? There's always an app that you could follow because that's what I use. It'll tell you which route to take, which bus to take, which train to take. I really love the transportation here. That's one of the biggest things. Okay, and Toronto, they have a lot of immigrants here, and I would say the culture is very diverse, and I get to interact with them a lot and learn more about their culture thanks to Tim Hortons. I've encountered some Karens, which are nice. <laughs> it's a okay part of the cultural experience, but can I talk to your manager? No, you can't. <laughs> but yeah, I would say the the Toronto is very. It's very multicultural, and I don't think I have encountered like the true Canadian. Really? I, because they say they're they're in the provinces like Saskatchewan and Nunavut, but not in Toronto. So. Major extreme naman yung mga sinabi mo Nunavut at Saskatchewan. Hindi ba parang nasa in the middle of the country yan? No, not really. No, the, well Nunavut is, but Saskatchewan not really. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's just a province. And that's where the real Canadians are, mate. <laughs> what is that accent? Is that the actual Canadian accent? No, not really. I'm just guessing. It's probably <laughs> Australian. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds Australian. But um, could you tell me what the standard of living is there? Just basing off your answers, I could tell that the standard of living might be much higher in there? Yes. Back home, you know this. Back home, we we are comfortable. You know, we didn't have to worry about paying bills or... Well, in my case, I didn't. And everything was provided for us. But in here, uh, I have to work everything. But it's very rewarding, even though a burger costs like $10. Like, that's 380 pesos. That's an insane amount of money, but okay. And even though everything is a, a little bit more expensive here it's worth it because it give, gives me a sense of independence and you will realize what your money is really worth so yeah i work here um they pay me the minimum wage and i work part-time so i guess you could imagine how tough it is and what is the minimum wage so it depends on the uh, city or province. No, no, I think province. It depends on the province. And for Ontario, it's 14.25. And I think the rate one Canadian to peso is 30, around 37 or 38 pesos. So yeah, just pull up your calculators and compute that. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's go back to your studies. How different is the curriculum there compared to back home? 
Okay, so this is the insane part. Back in the Philippines, I am just your normal average student. And I'm not being humble or anything because I am. I used to cheat all the time. <laughs> and I barely pass. I get a uh, tres. That's like uh, barely the passing. That's, that's the passing mark, right? Mm-hmm. And I arrived here in Canada. And then suddenly, oh man, straight A student. I'm an Asian here. I get, I'm an Asian boy. <laughs> Straight A's, I swear, it is that easy. So don't stress about school. Just make sure time management and don't just focus on your work, okay? Focus on school, bro. Wow. So yeah, it's very it's it's very easy. I'm not even bragging about it. It's very easy. It's actually offending me. Like, is are you sure this is for college? It's like for high school. All you have to do is read. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Oh, wow. So you are living to this stereotype. Yes, I am one of those Asians. Next, so how's your maths? Good maths? Good math, son. Well, um, this is my first sem with accounting, so we will see about that. I hope this video ages well. I hope I'm still a straight A student or something. Okay. We'll see. I'll update you in the next three months. Yes, you can update me. So how is Toronto coping with the pandemic? Well, in my opinion, I would say it's pretty good because even though it's on lockdown here, there's still a lot of pop-up vaccine clinics happening. And I just got my my shot two weeks ago for free. And I'm not even a citizen and it's for free. And for me, I think it's, it's pretty amazing. They handle it well, but well, not really that well because the premier, Doug Ford, he's basically like the mayor or something. But he extends the lockdown always. So it's like the Philippines. After the end of the lockdown, he will announce that it'll extend again and extend and extend. And then, yeah, when I arrived here, it was on lockdown. And until now, it's still on lockdown. But it doesn't really feel like a lockdown. But... Um, well, because people are still going out, they're still having parties, they're not wearing masks. And the only thing I noticed about the lockdown is in our industry, food and beverage, there are no dine-ins allowed, non-essential stores are closed. That's about it. Other than that, it doesn't really feel like a lockdown. So despite the lockdown, people are going out? And that is allowed? It's, you're not supposed to go out. You're only supposed to go out for essentials or exercising. Basically like um, like in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. But people still go out for recreational activities or not really important stuff. So yeah. Why? I don't know. I can't answer for them. Well, sometimes I do too. I go. I mean, I go out just for for work, and sometimes a little bit for recreational too, for my mental health. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to point out. So with recreation, Toronto's environment is different. So how does that affect your recreational activities? What activities are considered recreational over there? Hmm. Well, in my case, what I really enjoy here is just going to parks because the parks here are really, really vast and there's like a park for every kilometer or two. So there's a lot of parks that I can go visit. And sometimes I would go to downtown Toronto and, you know, one of those bikes that you could just rent, they're just parked in the street. Yeah, sometimes I just ride the bike and just look at some beautiful architecture. 
And I like going to the lakes also. Oh man, I love lakes. But as far as it goes, yeah, that's about it. That's that's me being a Tito now. I enjoy nature. <laughs> Baka hindi mo lang alam na gusto mo siya kasi wala naman masyadong parks sa Pilipinas. Well, yeah, that too. All I know is I just want to go out and experience, have fun. Of course, mm-hmm. don't forget to have fun. And well, some people are asking me, hey, let's go hunting or whatever. I'm like, no, thanks. I'd rather just sit down on this bench, admiring the birds, feeding the birds. No, not really. I'm not like that person. But I just want to go to parks and not shoot deers. Oh, so people go hunting. Is there a hunting area near Toronto City? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. They, I didn't ask. They just asked me to go hunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People here hunt as well because our ni- natural wildlife here are only birds. So anything that is not a bird is considered a pest. So people could hunt them down. Yeah. Okay. So how do you manage your time between studying and working and just Having fun? Not well. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Wag tularan. No, not really. No, no, no. So I make sure this is the first time I have a planner here. So I I make sure to follow this always and. Uh, for work, they made sure to put me in hours where I don't have school. So that way I could focus on school and then after school, then work. My school is Monday to Friday and my work is Tuesday to Thursday. So that way I could just be stressed for one week and then for Saturday, Sunday, that's me time. Yeah, on the weekends, that's where I focus on me and focus on like cleaning and going out. So that's how I manage my time. It's not really that hard as long as you have a an actual plan on how to do your school and your work. Yeah. It's all about balancing. But make sure to, of course, take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm, Give yourself mm-hmm. a day off. So you say you get homesick sometimes. How do you manage these feelings of homesickness? Well, okay. So sometimes I just call. I I video call. Video call back back home. And that usually works for me. Just video calling. Or sometimes I like to drink. Sometimes not an alcoholic. Alone? Yeah, I enjoy my own peace. Just maybe just a glass or two, maybe five. Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) Okay, so about living alone. I know this isn't your first time to be able to live alone since you went to California for one year. Uh But Canada is a different environment entirely. So what did you learn about yourself while living there in these past few months? Okay, so only here did I realize that I could I could actually be independent and be responsible financially responsible. I can always ask for money, but I don't. Good. And that kind of says something about me and I'm really proud of who I am now because of Canada. That, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. It's just being financially smart somehow yeah. and working for everything that that I have here now and working towards my goals. Oh, this is so... <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, I'm just really happy that I'm in this position. And yes. I'm, of course, thanks. I'm very thankful for my parents because they're the one who set me up for here. Yes. What would we do without our parents? Exactly. I didn't know that side about you either. I didn't know that you could save money so well. Much better than me, I think. So... 
I'm also very proud of you. Thank you. So let's answer the question that this podcast is driven by. Is the grass greener in Canada or not? I don't know if this is too early to say because I'm only in here for four months. But my answer is 100% greener here in Canada. It is so, so much better, especially with my industry, food and beverage industry. We know how how low they pay F&B uh, workers in the Philippines. But in here, not just F&B workers, but every single industry is treated with respect. And I guess I would say they of course they pay you a lot more and the quality of life the quality of work i actually love working here compared to my two-week experience in the philippines <laughs> so yes for me definitely canada is the way uh, why do you enjoy working there? I like working in the in fast-paced environment. Also, I'm a people person and I'm a Tim Hortons. So I get to interact with um, my co-workers, my very diverse co-workers and different people. And sometimes learning, I learn about their stories and I learn more about their attitudes and something like that. I, I don't know. People fascinate me and annoy me at the same time. Mm. And... Even though it's like that, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy working for this industry. Is the work-life balance good in there? In case, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. Well, it depends though. If I'm full-time now, then I would probably change my answer. But since I'm part-time, for me right now, yes, it is. It is very good. Oh, thank you so much, Brian, for giving us some insight into studying and working and living in Canada. For anybody who wants to follow you, is there a social media channel that they could follow? Okay, so I am a pretty private person. I am very low-key, but I guess for for your podcast's sake and for your viewers' sake, they can always drop me a message on Instagram. It's at Brian Laxon, or they can look me up on Facebook also. It's Brian Laxon, or they can reach, uh, they can send me an email. It's kbslacs at gmail.com. Wow. Oh, thank you so much for providing all of your information. <laughs> <laughs> Not all. Can, do you want me to give my socials also? My social security? Oh, sige. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for agreeing to be part of this podcast and for sharing what you know with us about moving there as well as the documents and how to live there. It's my pleasure. I'm glad I could uh, hopefully help some of the Filipinos who want to migrate from Philippines to Canada. Yes, a lot of them want to, but they have no idea where to start looking. So the aim of this podcast and of your interview is to shed some insight on that. Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you may do so at Greenerside Podcast. Or email us at thegreenersidepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what countries you want us to cover, what visas, any violent reactions, any comments, just anything. So until the next episode, which is two Tuesdays from now, I'm Kring Laxon with Brian Laxon and this is The Greener Side.